Hello, hello. Welcome back to Literally Nobody. I am Clara, your host, and today we are going to be talking about what I call my multiple personalities. Um, in doing little research for the podcast, um, apparently there's a politically correct term for it. And I don't think it encompasses all I necessarily want to talk about, but a uh, multi-potentialite. And let's hope I'm saying that right because I didn't Google the pronunciation for it. But that looks right. Multi-potentialite. So it's basically when you're interested in a lot of different things. And that's me. And I feel like that's other people too. So... We're going to chat about that. Um, why I've had this theory that I've not actually like the clinical definition of multi-personalities, but, oh, excuse me, I'm always burping on this. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but what I have just called, because I don't know what else to call it, my multiple different personalities, because I feel like I fit in with a lot of different people and like a very variety, you know, different things, different between hobbies and music and just all really aspects of life, fashion, whatever it may be. I feel like I fit into so many different categories and then also none of them at the same exact time. And... I really, really never knew why, but in doing, you know, self-discovery and just learning growth about myself, I realized that as a kid and really even into adult life, I've had this urge to belong, like, and connect. So my grandpa is from Latvia. He's 100% 100% Latvian and then um I did the 23 and me and I am like 35 or like 40% Latvian which is interesting because I always thought it broke down to like 150 and then 25 but I'm more than 25 but so anyways we don't carry like any tradi- like Latvian traditions my family though which has been I don't know what all these poppy noises are but anyways, has been super like depressing for me. I wanted that. I was like, why don't we do anything? Like I want to be like, yes, I'm Latvian and I know Latvian and we eat this kind of special food and we do these kind of traditions, but no, nothing, none of it. Um, and my family, my dad's side of the family is Ingalls as in Laura Ingalls Wilder. And so that is like, really huge on that side of the family and like every school project growing up I was like yep I'm related to Laura Ingalls Wilder like I just wanted an identity when people are have other cultures and have other traditions and ethnicities I'm like weirdly obsessed with it because I'm like think it's so amazing and so cool and why a lot of times to like some extent when I, when everyone's like, oh, we should all be equal and treat each other equally. And I don't see color and I don't, you know, I'm like, 
rather instead doing that, why don't we celebrate our differences? Because being different is fucking awesome. Like, you're so cool because you eat different food and and do different dances and wear different clothes. Like, I think that's amazing and something to be so proud of and and celebrate. And you can celebrate my differences and I can celebrate your differences. And like, we can be different though. And I mean, I guess equal in a sense because you wouldn't want to treat anybody, you know, badly because of these differences. But let's not forget that we are different. But that's awesome. That's great. Um, I'm totally getting off topic. But anyway, so I really wanted to fit in all my life and have this like special identity that was like, I am, you know, this type of person I feel. And so everything, every person, um, every role model in my life, I feel like I very like heavily attached onto the things they do, the things they like, and, you know, claim them as my own. And I had so variety of people in my life growing up that is why would I attribute to me liking a variety amount of things and being um, interested in different hobbies and stuff. And so what I mean by this is we'll start off with my stepdad who was huge into fishing and hunting and trucks and, you know, all things quote unquote country like. And so I grew up from the age of two fishing and I got my first bow when I was seven. I went boar hunting in Texas and shot a boar when I was nine years old and really have been bow hunting ever since my whole life. Um, I like country music. I like to go four-wheeling. I like to go mudding. I, you know, have been known to wear camo. I like to ride horses. You know, all these things that, of course, this is not all the time I'm generalizing, but that country people or people like these things stay within that realm. I feel like a lot of people who like what they like and believe what they believe stay within their box, so to speak. And then I had my brother Danny, who I looked up to hugely growing up. And he did like break dancing and listened to rap music and, you know, wore (laughs) back in the day Echo and South Pole and baggy clothes and Timberlands and And so then I picked up on all those things. And I remember having rap battles as like a six, seven-year-old with my older brothers and wanting to dress like him and be like him and dance like him. And so all of these things I picked up with and carried on and, you know, I still listen to rap music and still love to dance and still love to wear my Timberlands. And, um, And again, a lot of people that do these things don't like country music, don't go hunting, don't do this, whatever. And then there is my mother, who I would say is very hippie and nature, and she knows all the names of the trees and all the names of the flowers and all the names of the birds and is just very into, I wouldn't say being natural, so to speak, but yeah, just kind of like hippie granola vibes. 
And so then I have that part of me that loves nature and loves gardening and loves being outside and loves traveling and loves knows again the names of the trees and the names of the plants and names of flowers not nearly as much as my mother but picked up on all those things growing up and and then there's my dad who's more into like riding Harley Davidsons and being a badass and you know I just I think I took these people and wholeheartedly gave myself to their traditions and their musics and their styles and everything like that and then you know absorbed them all and claimed them all as my own whereas again most people are if they're one they're not the other and there's nothing wrong with that I feel like that's more normal and so I think it's awesome and does make me unique and um my voice is shaking i'm shivering i'm cold why the fuck is it cold and it's almost goddamn may anyways so i just feel like all of these things came became truly who i am you know i don't think i am faking any part of it it's all equally and genuinely me but it's just interesting to me how different it is and how I struggle fitting in a lot of times because it's like okay I can fit in with the country people but you guys don't like all the things that I like and I can fit in with the hippie people but you guys don't like all the things I like I can fit in with people listening to rap music and whatever and but you guys don't like all the things that I like and so it it's it's cool and it's nice to be able to fit in with everyone but it's like sometimes it's hard to I think create um I guess not a genuine connection but um maybe a deep connection I don't know the word for it but with a group of people because again they don't like everything that I like and I have different interests and want to go do different things and they're not interested in they don't like those things and they don't want to talk about xyz and so it's yeah it just makes it interesting to form i guess yeah maybe strong or deep bonds is the word for it um but again i think it's i think it's cool in myself and i've always wanted to be quote-unquote unique and i think it does do just that um I think, I say I think all the time. I'm trying not to. Um, When looking for a partner in life, I struggled with this because, again, a lot of them fit into this box and I didn't like that. I was like, I wanted them to want to do all the things I wanted to do, which, of course, they don't need to. We don't need to have the same exact interests, but... If I want to listen to country music in the car, don't go, oh my god, I hate country music, turn it off. If I want to listen to rap music in the car, oh my god, I hate rap music, turn it off. You know, like, I didn't want to have to deal with people being against the other things that I like, which is sometimes what happens between groups of people who aren't the same, you know, as we have seen in America. 
that not only can they just leave it be and let it go and not care, but they're then actively against it. So I found, of course, wonderful Jordan, who is willing to do anything. He's not interested in everything I'm interested in. And like I said, that's totally fine. Preferable, probably, because you don't want to be the same exact person as your partner, but he is willing to explore anything with me and, you know, lets me do and listen and be whoever I like to be. So people, if you're feeling this way, there is somebody out there um, that, I mean, hopefully, (laughs) maybe I got the one and only, but um, there is somebody out there who will let you be these things. You know, you don't have to conform or ignore the other sides of you to be to fit into a box or to fit with a certain group of people. If your friends or your spouse or your whoever, you know, isn't liking the other parts of you, well then fuck them, right? Not literally, figuratively. Um, also, I think, okay, also, I don't think it, also, um, choosing a career, this was an interesting thing for me because I started healthcare stuff when I was 14. And so I was just like, okay, we're going with that healthcare stuff. It is. And then I joined DECA, I believe when I was a junior, could have been when I was a sophomore, but I'm pretty positive it was when I was a junior. Yeah, it was when I was a junior. And I did great. If you don't know what DECA is, it's like business. I don't know even what it, I don't know. It probably stands for something. I don't know what it stands for. It's a club in school that has to do with business is what I know it to be. And so my um, marketing teacher he was like, hey, you should join this. And I was like, okay, sure. I like clubs. I'm a nerd. And I did great. I placed uh, at state. I went to nationals in California. And out of like 150 students, I was, I don't know what exact place, but somewhere in the 40s, which is pretty dope, like better than 50%. At nationals, my first time ever doing this, and I don't even know what the hell, you know, I don't know what I was doing. I mean, I studied tests to be able to pass the test part, but the other stuff, and so my um, category that I did was business services, and so I would, it would, like, I remember this one because it was, uh, you would read a scenario, and you'd have 10 minutes to prep, and then you would go, and you would talk to a judge, and they would you would prep on the questions that are within the scenario. And I am pretty sure that was it. I don't know if they would ask you like any questions on the spot. I think they would. Yes, they would. They would ask you questions on the spot too, to like feed off of what you had said. And so this one was that you were a striper company. I kept... And maybe it is stripper, but I kept reading, I remember in my head, stripper. 
And I'm like, what the fuck is a stripper company? But I'm pretty sure it's a striper, like a parking lot stripers who put the lines on parking lots. And so anyways, that's what we did. We, I mean, my company was, had put lines on parking lots and we did it too small was I'm pretty sure the problem. And so it was how as a company are we going to fix this problem? And I know nothing about business. I literally talked out of my butthole. And then all of a sudden they're calling up the people. And I think I either placed third or fourth at state. And I'm like, oh, so you had to go to regionals first. Sorry, excuse me. You had to go regionals, then state, then nationals. And I placed like third or fourth at state. And I was shocked. (laughs) Because again, I am just making up stuff. I've never studied business services. I've never studied business. I too remember he asked me about handicapped um, in this parking lot striper scenario. And I said that, <laughs> I remember thinking, I fucked this up. I ruined this. I, I didn't do well because... I said, yeah, we don't discriminate. You know, we follow the law and we'll hire anyone. And if you have a disability, you know, as long as it's within our means, we'll we'll work to work with your disability or, you know, something similar to that. And then I was talking to my peers after we were done and they were like, oh, they're like, we referred to the handicapped parking spots like how are we going to make room for them and what and I was like holy shit was that I think that's what I was supposed to do and I was like I was talking about hiring handicapped people for my business uh and so I don't know apparently they loved it because I did well But so anyways, I have no interest in business and all of a sudden did this and like did great. And it was super strange. And then I also did HOSA, which health occupation, something or another. Um, It was like the same exact thing as DECA, but for health careers. And we went to regionals and I totally tanked everything. I didn't pass anything. And I was like, well, I obviously made the right career choice. Um, (laughs) And so anyways, fast forward, I'm going to ASU for nursing. And my stint, uh, which maybe I'll tell you guys about one day. That would, would, I guess, be an interesting thing to talk about. But my one year at ASU was a flop. And so I moved back home and... I didn't know what the fuck to do with myself. I had applied at Western Technical College in La Crosse, which is where I ended up getting my nursing degree. And I was still living with my parents. And so it was like an hour and 15 minute drive, hour and a half drive to school. And so I drive there on my first day of class and I can't find a fucking parking spot. And I was like, yep, well, we're not doing that. So I turned around, went home and... Well, I didn't even unenroll in time. I I withdrew from my classes and I got a fucking withdrawal uh, grade 
which fucked me up later in nursing school, but that's besides the point, I guess. And then, so then I was like, maybe nursing isn't for me. You know, it's not, my college and nursing is not going well this far. And so then I went to, I moved with my dad in Mankato, Minnesota, and I applied to um, MSU, uh, Minnesota State University, for business entrepreneurship. Because I was like, well, I fucking rocked it at DECA. Maybe business is the way to go. And guess what? Same shit happened. I went to orientation and it was fine. And then I went to go to my first day of classes I don't know if I had like PTSD from ASU or what, but I was like, yep, can't do it. And shopped the entire day pretending going to class. I think I did that for a week straight. Just, I told my brother because he was also living with me, but I just shopped all day. I mean, I didn't buy everything all day, but I just went to stores all day and just meandered around town so that my dad would think I was going to college. And then after a week of that, I was like, yeah, it's too, too much of a front to put up. I was like, Dad, I haven't been going to school, and I'm moving back to Wisconsin. So I did that. I went back to Wisconsin, and then I oh, I can't remember if I did Western one more time and did the same thing, or if I finally um, moved to lacrosse. Well, I know I finally did eventually, but I'm, I'm trying to think if I applied one more time before I did that or not. But either way, I finally moved to lacrosse and I was like, I have no excuses now. And I'm just going to go for fucking nursing because it's what I know. And, um, yeah, that's what I did. But I think especially coming into being an entrepreneur and doing things like the podcast and my business, I... And just ideas I've had my whole life, really. I've dreamed and dreamed and dreamed of doing a restaurant. I've always wanted to do a restaurant. And the multiple different types of restaurants. Like a breakfast restaurant, a burger restaurant. Um, I've wanted to own coffee shops. I've wanted to own a vape shop before. Like I, I found this notebook a little while ago and I had all these business ideas written down to own a vape shop and just so much randomness and it's because I get really excited about anything new and I feel like I do have genuine interest in these things which is more the definition of a multi-potentialite is just like the things you're interested in and your creative endeavors are many. There's many of them. And is great, is amazing, is I kept reading on the internet, it's a superpower, but if you can't channel that energy into one specific thing, then that's where the struggle begins. Your mind is on so much, you're, you like so much, you're interested in so much, you could see yourself doing so many things that it's hard to pin down, okay, but which one's the right one? Which one's truly the one for me? And that feels so difficult sometimes. It is so difficult. There's been points 
oh, well, and so my other businesses, um, I had Royal Oil Beauty Company, which was my beauty company I started. I have literally invested a thousand dollars, thousands of dollars into these flop companies that I, so I, I started this company. I opened an Etsy shop. I was selling like body scrubs and somebody don't take my idea because I will sue you for all that you have. But so it was Royal Oil Beauty Company. And then I had a line called Acne Armor. And it was obviously all acne stuff like face lotion and toner and blah, 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 blah. And then I had a line called Fit for a Queen. Like what? This is genius, right? I mean, so clever. And I had bought all these different, um, you know, beeswax and essential oils and blah, 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 blah. And I don't even know how long I did that for, but after zero purchases for like a month, probably I was like, yeah, well, that's not for me. And I just felt like I wasn't good at it. (laughs) And my products, not that they were bad because I used, I mean, like all in organic ingredients and like quality stuff. I think just not, I'm just not used to natural stuff. Like my lotions, I'd be like, why am I so fucking greasy? And then I've tried other natural lotion scents and I'm like, oh, or yeah, tried other natural, natural lotions since. And I'm like, oh, they all make you fucking greasy. It's just a part of the gig. And so anyways, I still make stuff, you know, randomly just because I did a bunch of research how to do it. And then I had Stony Designs, which was a jewelry company. And uh, I made bracelets and necklaces and all, I believe, super cute. But again, I made a few sales and was like, well, this is not worth it and moved on with my life from then. And then most recently, we have Driftless Wedding Boutique and Rentals, which... I'm not going to lie, it has been going slow, but this wedding season, I um, it's better. And I think I started in August last year, like the end, tail end of wedding season, which I think was a struggle because it was kind of disheartening, like, oh, I'm not getting much business or doing anything. And so being more available for this wedding season has been big and exciting. Um, but I've also had a mindset that surprising myself even sometimes that even when it's slow and hard like I still feel dedicated to the idea overall and it's still something I truly want to pursue and I'm actually taking a break from nursing to really invest my all into it and so I'm super excited about that but there has been points which I think is partly just human nature but where I've been like shit what did I get myself into like do I actually like this? And I feel that way about almost everything I do because it's like, oh, this is exciting. This is new. Like, I like this. I love this. This is, and then the excitement wears off, the honeymoon stage wears off. And then it's reality sets in and it's, do I actually like this? Is this the thing I can do forever and ever and ever and ever? And I think the idea of trying something that you don't like and or quote unquote failing, I think scares a lot of 
people like me, a lot of multi-potentialites, into just not trying at all, uh, unfortunately. But I have a strong um, belief that you that you never it's never too late to start over it's never too late to make a career change it's never too late to change your life and pick something else and another strong belief in the fact that it's not giving up i hate when people say never give up never give up definitely give up if it's not for you you don't have to fight through something that makes you miserable if it's if you can if even in the miserable phases of the process, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, this is still something that you're interested in. This is still something that you can see yourself doing that you want to invest that because there will always be struggle. If you're especially like in the realm of starting a new business, there will always be struggle. And it's, is that struggle worth it? And if it's not, if it's something you hate, if it's truly something that doesn't sit well with you, then give it up. Give up. That's okay. That's It's not giving up to honor and respect yourself and your feelings and your emotions and you don't owe anyone an explanation, you know, why or what's your reasoning or blah, blah, blah. Like I um, told my parents about taking a break off of nursing and I, and I don't know how real this is, but I felt like I could feel the disappointment. Like, oh, you're not going to be a nurse anymore? And I mean, I feel that. I do. I think my family takes a lot of pride in the fact that I'm a nurse and I do too. You know, and somebody's like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a nurse. You know, I, I think it's a respected career. I think it's a respectable career. I think even though nurses don't get paid a lot. It's a very, yeah, honorable, respectable career. You're dedicating your life to serving other people. Um, I remember these religious people I took care of, which again, I'm not religious, but some sometimes like religious things, you know, hit you. And I think just in a spiritual way. And so he said, you know, like this is your servitude. He said, this is how you serve God. This is how you give back to your community, to your world. And, you know, you do a great job at it. I'm like, damn, that's deep. <laughs> um, you know, we, the, again, not religious, but um, the ideas of religion, I think I can put them, I can pull them out of religion, the general idea and put them just into life um and i think it replies or it applies is um the imagery or i don't even know how it goes but i've seen a lot of things like jesus washing other people's feet you know you think oh jesus wouldn't shouldn't do that should never do that you know wash people's feet gross but you should get back that should be a part of everyone's life is serving other people volunteering, giving back, doing whatever you can to help your community, um, even just your family and raising good children, you know, that helps the world out too. Just doing whatever you can to basically make the world a better place than you found it. And I think nursing easily 
very accessibly and without, you know, little to no effort gives me that opportunity every single day going into work. You know, I am there taking people care of people in these very vulnerable states and I can be, um, you know, a little bit of bright light. I can serve them in a way that, but I have to, cause it's my fucking job. Um, so again, it gets, it's a very easy way to do it without having to necessarily think about it, without having to go out and actively volunteer or, you know, X, Y, Z. So I do take pride in being a nurse. And I think that's something I've struggled with wanting to step back is, is like, do I want to step back? Like I'm a, I'm a relatively good nurse and it's easy. You know, I don't, it's not a job that you do. I shouldn't say it's easy. It's not easy at all. Um, what I mean by that is I can go to my work and then I go home and I owe no one anything. Whereas owning your own business is like 24 seven, you know, you're fucking replying to emails at 2am. Um, and so it's, I struggle with that, uh, with business ownership is you're never off. You're always on. And nursing is a job like many, you know, corporate and stuff like that jobs or non-salary jobs where you just, you get to go home and then work is over. You don't have, you don't owe anyone anything. You don't have to be thinking about anything. You don't have to, you know, and I think, um, take that with a grain of salt because nursing is a very emotionally demanding job where you do take it home with you, even though you don't technically have to do any work at home, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So anywho, um, choosing a career for people like me can be difficult because how do you pick when you're interested in so many things? And all I have to say is, um, I actually heard this quote or heard this the other day in a podcast I was listening to and I wish I could get credit, but I don't even honestly know what the podcast was or who said it, but it was this nurse was getting out of her career and trying to find another career that interests her. And she like worked with, uh, I don't even fucking know, like coach. I always feel like those people are so cheesy, but apparently people use them like a career coach, I guess. And so the, he had asked her what's, um, what's the one thing to like remind when things are going, when you're like going veering off, uh, the path, what, what do I need to do to get be, you back on? And she said, remind me to order the burger. And basically meaning you go to a restaurant and you're like, Ooh, this is new. I haven't had this before. That sounds yummy. I'm going to try it. And then you try and you fucking hate it when you know you would have been happy with a good old classic burger. And I really resonated with that. Because I do get very, like, uh, <laughs> dreamy and in my head. And, you know, I, like, I could do anything. I could be an astronaut if I really wanted to. And I think just bringing me back down to earth, centering myself and being like, okay, well, what will I actually be happy doing? What will I 
enjoy at the end of the day. And I think the reason why I've really, really enjoyed um, Driftless Wedding Boat Taking Rentals is because it encompasses all the things that I really, really love. And the main thing is being creative. I love art. I love all things artistic and I do them all and I'm decent at them all. I think I'm trying to ugh, fuck you, I think. But I I don't even know what the hell I was talking about now. Oh yeah. So it also can create a slight problem. I was trying to think of the quote and I kept thinking master of none, master of none, which is a show and that I couldn't think of the rest of the quote and I was like, so I Googled it and, um, the quote, I, the part of this quote that I knew was Jack of all trades, master of none. And I feel like that is me and I, that can be a struggle because you can do pretty much anything and everything, but you're not really extra special good at anything. And I didn't know that the quote finish Oh, no, I can't even think of it. Um, <laughs> okay, hang on. We're going to look it up. It's in my recently searched. Oh, maybe it's not. <laughs> what the fuck? So, Jack of... A Jack of all tra- trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. And I was like, whoa, this actually really fits into what I want to talk about and me. I'm like, maybe that is a good thing. Sometimes I look at it as a bad thing all the time. I'm like getting down and out and myself about it sometimes because I'm not, I am a perfectionist and when I can't be perfect in the thing that I'm doing, I get hard on myself. And so I resort back to that. i give so much of myself to all these different things that I like to do that I can't fully give myself to one certain thing and yeah become a master at it or an expert or a specialist or whatever and then yeah I never knew the second part of the quote and I was like well that's resonates with me too if that maybe it isn't such a bad thing and I don't think it is I think it's channeling that energy in the right way and I'm not gonna say I know exactly uh the right way to do it (laughs) um or pretend like I even have all my shit together because I definitely don't but I think just even the realization that there's nothing wrong with me for being this way uh, and that I can find ways in my own life and that work in my own life to get the most out of being a jack of all trades. And so, as I said, I think Driftless Wedding Boutique and Rentals does that for me. I get to make signs and work with my cricket. I get to paint. I get to do, like, cut shit and do shit with power tools. And I love doing that kind of stuff. And... I get to make jewelry still and I get to paint or I already said that I just get to do all of the creative endeavors that I already love to do and so it's been really awesome um 
And yeah, I don't know. I think I have tried other careers and just nothing sparks my interest the way creativity does and the way serving people does. And so this kind of really combines the two in a special way. But anyways, that's not really what I'm here to talk about either. I also uh, wanted to touch on the fact that I go into these things with like zero preparation. I just start something and think it'll go fine. I don't, I don't need to prep. I don't need to prepare. I blame it on my ADHD that I don't have like the follow through to prepare for the things that I'm going to do. And I want to say this happens about 99% of the time with, even with the podcast, I'm like, Oh, I'll do some research. I'll look up this and that. And I don't, I just go into it. I don't even write a fucking outline. I just talk literally out of my ass which is why I just ramble and switch topics and (laughs) have no good flow 99% of the time because I'm just making up shit as I go and talking about whatever. Sometimes I'll make like a bullet point list, but that's really about as far as I go. Uh, And I do this with everything I start. Like I go from zero, knowing absolutely nothing about the the topic of the career to diving, you know, head first into the deep end. Um, And so my advice, which I need to learn to take my own advice, but my advice to myself and to other people who are really interested in things is taking the time and energy to research about what the job entails and what it takes to get there and do that like business. I just one day in the middle of the night was like, hey, I want an LLC. And then I got one about 30 minutes later and just, I had no idea what I was doing, but I just was like, I want to do this and then did it. And that's how I pretty much am with anything. And so I'm trying to be more methodical in my in my endeavors, but it's just who I am, which is fine. There's whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. But if I were to give advice, <laughs> it would be to maybe do a little research first. I think I think that's a better way to go about it. I'm just not personally all that good at doing that. Um. Another thing, reading from my bullet point list here, another thing I want to talk about was kind of similar to the uh, never give up thing is that there's no steps backwards in life. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to say you're taking any steps backwards. Time in life is always moving forward. And so you should never look at failure or quote-unquote giving up on a job or a career that doesn't fit you or even within the career path that you're still going on a mistake or a failure or again what they would call a setback you're not 
doing anything backwards. You're not going back. It's something you're always going forward, always. And it's something that you can take as a learning opportunity and just growing from the experience. You know, if you make a mistake, there's no uh, sense, there's really no use in being hard on yourself and beating yourself up. It doesn't benefit anything. It really just hurts you in the end. And so, I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, my careers, my everything. And the best thing that I can do and I do do is I feel like this is advice that I do take is looking at the thing that I messed up on and how can I do better? How can I learn from it? And how does this help me going forward? And if no other things, it helps you to not do it again. You know, like sometimes you got to go through stuff to grow through stuff, right? And so if you are finding yourself as a multi-potentialite in a career that you are not liking, getting out of it is not giving up, getting out of it is not taking a step backwards in life in general. You know, it's, you're moving a step forward to get closer to what you do want to do. Or again, if you make a mistake within the business that you want to be in, you're not taking a step backwards. You're learning how to not make that mistake again, grow as a person, grow as a, um, as a worker, whether you're working for somebody else or yourself. Um, so I just want to say that, yeah, there's always growth. And the only thing you should never give up on is yourself. Your dreams, your wants, your wishes, the things that make you happy, you never give up on those. Okay? Okay. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say. So I'm going to go to bed. As always, peace, love, blessings, subscribe, like, rate us, all the good things. I have enjoyed this yet again, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.